Hello everyone and welcome to the 6th episode of the Amygdala Podcast. My name is Siddhant Karmali, I'm a high schooler from California. This podcast serves to share some of the topics that matter to us teens and their applications to living in a world influenced by humans. This episode will discuss the current extent of geoengineering and the potential future implications of its techniques. A heavily frowned upon topic of climate engineering, more commonly known as geoengineering, can help create a climate for ecosystems to maintain and increase their natural regenerative properties. While scientists say it should be used as a last resort, some techniques are lower risk into in relation to more well-known techniques and could provide similar regenerative benefits. The COVID-19 pandemic was hard on us all. However, one benefit that lockdowns brought in the pandemic's inception year 2020 is that the environment started to recover. We even got animals returning to cities, including leopards and flamingos in Mumbai, India, and wild boar in Israel. We can't forget about the hoax of the dolphins in the canals of Venice, but given how many animals were coming, coming to the quiet, personless cities, it could have been real. The main quantifiable environmental benefit is that carbon emissions dropped significantly. In 2019, carbon dioxide emission levels reached a record high of 36.7 billion metric tons. However, four months into 2020, they had already dropped by 5.6% to around 34.8 billion metric tons, which seems small, but is actually a very significant drop. This made climate scientists and environmental activists very hopeful, and rightfully so. They believed we can reduce carbon emissions by staying at home and not using goods and surfaces as much as we previously used to, as we, or at least, sorry, as we did for dutifully for the first part of the pandemic. And they're right. The first part of the pandemic was evidence for this. Staying at home and limiting the use of, say, transportation and other services that heavily emit carbon could help drive down the yearly rates of carbon emissions. However, we have turned this situation, hopeful situation, into something we should greatly be worried about again. As countries started stopping lockdowns and reopening, we continued to use resources and travel, and we nearly reverted back to our previous state of carbon emissions as of late October 2021. Geoengineering may help with reverting the carbon emissions levels. One potential example of geoengineering, and the best known, is stratospheric aerosol injection, which is a term for putting chemicals in the sky that turn the sky cooler, thereby reducing the harmful effects of the sun's ultraviolet rays. Here's how it works. Planes can spray aerosols in the air, which blocks out harmful sunlight and introduce global dimming, which could cool the earth significantly. For context, a natural equivalent would be clouds, which themselves are composed of natural aerosols, tiny particles of air. They reflect sunlight and warmth away from the Earth, keeping it cool. In fact, there is, quote, high agreement among proponents of stratospheric aerosol injection that it could reduce Earth's temperature by 1.5 degrees Celsius and thus fulfill the Paris Agreement. However, there are several risks associated with this technique. One such risk is that some of these aerosols can form acidic compounds, which can harm the ozone layer further. 
This ironically could introduce more warmth if the technique is used with such acidic compounds, namely sulfuric acid, sulfuric compounds. Another risk is that of a termination shock. If we continue to rely on fossil fuels that produce greenhouse gases to while we're undergoing stratospheric aerosol injection, then once we stop using it, a warming effect that could that would normally take place in 50 years at this rate could take place in only 10 to 15 years and it could be even more harmful to the planet than gradual warming since the rate of change is higher and ecosystems that could otherwise adapt to the higher temperatures would not be able to do so in the context of the hydrocene and for more information on the hydrocene please see episode 3 introduction to regenerative thinking for more information in the context of the hydrocene, whose fundamental principle is that the ecosystems of the Earth are naturally regenerative, the future could mean that in our quest to aid this natural regenerativity, we have actually crippled it. Ecosystems could lose their regenerative qualities if we fail to control stratospheric aerosol injection use and use it in the wrong way. However, certain techniques such as urban geoengineering may help reduce greenhouse emissions at a lower risk than other geoengineering techniques. Urban regeneration applies regenerative thinking to cities. It involves actively fixing a degraded environment and consciously re recovering the biosphere while providing resources that integrate urban systems with its human residence needs. This approach actively seeks to repair and regenerate local planet health indicators such as greenhouse gas emissions and water levels. The aim of such regenerative urbanism will deliver urban infrastructure resulting in fewer emissions, lesser demand for water, and harvesting food from local areas, etc. There are several examples of regenerative geoengineering as explained in a 2016 paper called Geoengineering in the Anthropocene through Regenerative Urbanism by two Australian ecosystem scientists. They call technologies that are involved with urban geoengineering CDR, or carbon dioxide removal technologies. These include building materials such as cement that actively reduce carbon dioxide. Such, such, such materials have a twofold effect. Their manufacturers use up carbon dioxide from industrial waste and incorporated into cement and carbon negative plastics and when these cement and plastics are used in buildings they actively capture co2 from the air one company that does this currently is irvine california based new light technology whose claim to hydrocene prominence is their product called air carbon made of polyhydroxybutyrate or phb they claim it is carbon negative and ocean degradable and can replace plastic. Now, if this is true, the next step is to use such technologies to build and repair cities so that they can find a way to redistribute the carbon from the atmosphere to the natural carbon cycle so that trees can use it to naturally regenerate oxygen. Technologies such as new light and corporations such as Google and Microsoft make their pledge to become carbon neutral or carbon negative, but carbon is actually very important in the normal functioning of the planet. This idea was popularized in an essay called Carbon is Not Our Enemy, 
I will put a link to this this essay and the above essay about CDR in the episode description. The idea of carbon is not our enemy is that we can design things with many forms of carbon in mind to ensure that the right forms end up in the right places. The natural carbon cycle of the cycle of the environment recycles CO2 through the Earth's flora, fauna, and atmosphere. The author's idea sig quote, signals positive intentions, enjoining us to do more good rather than simply be less bad. End quote. This is right up the hydrocene alley. Carbon sequestration is just part of the new language for dealing with carbon, meaning that many different types of carbon are stored in different areas. These are living carbon, which are which is the type of carbon being breathed by animals and plants, durable carbon, which is the type of carbon locked away in solids, and fugitive carbon, which is the type of carbon released by burning fossil fuels, and the type of carbon that is most dangerous to the climate. Starting by using other types of carbon to regenerate living carbon, would allow humanity to create reusable and recyclable technologies in just like or similar to parts of the carbon cycle. This process of carbon sequestration is the right thing we should use geoengineering for. In, in our terms, in Gen Z terms, the companies as described above are a little confused, but they got the spirit. They are creating the right technologies, but they're advocating for that we should be advocating for something a little different rather than being carbon negative uh, like rather than focusing on carbon elimination we need to focus on carbon redistribution to regenerate the planet while also advancing human technology and health thank you so much everyone for listening in this has been the sixth episode of the amygdala podcast and the fourth of the hydrocene series entitled Climate Engineering in the Hypersea. Please write any feedback in the comments or at amygdalapodcast.com. And you can also follow this podcast on Instagram at, at amygdala underscore podcast and on Patreon at patreon.com slash amygdala podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it and we will return for the next episode.